Welcome to the show, Five Shot Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to another Five Sharp Weekly episode, and yes, Atlanta United are back in the win column, and this time against Charlotte FC, the new boys on the block, and uh, yeah, they have come in talking some trash, you know, David Tepper, their owner, he was uh, saying some things probably about maybe a year or so ago about Atlanta, saying screw that city. And uh, yeah, we kind of pretty much answered that with our TIFO that had Arthur Blank wearing We Are That City and uh, with a whole bunch of trophies. It very much is that. It's, uh, yeah, LA United, we uh, we show them that we are that city that uh, wins things, aka this soccer match, but also that, uh, yeah, you know, we win trophies and it's something that, uh, you know, Charlotte doesn't really know too much at the moment so uh yeah it's definitely of course yes they're brand new of course how could they have won anything but uh you know they uh they didn't even score a goal before this match so it is definitely uh they have that now i guess they uh that monkey is off their back they can say that they scored it against us uh, mighty, mighty Atlanta United that uh, they scored it against. <laughs> I'm just gonna lean in on all this trash talk, and uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but basically, yeah, you know, it starts off as well. This match, we have a big line share of that possession and control. We are peppering their goal early on, but it's uh, it gets into pretty much the maybe 39th minute or so where. Uh, yeah, Charlotte FC kind of get into the match, back into it with some, with a couple of really, really good chances. A couple mm-hmm. of headers that are have to, yeah, have Guzan and Co. really on their toes to keep them out of the, you know, out of the net. And it's something that we, yeah, uh, in terms of big chances, it was a little closer than it really needed to be uh, for really the entirety of the match. Like they, uh, they essentially kind of go almost route one a little bit at times, in terms of uh, you know how they're fashioning their chances. But uh, yeah, you know, in terms of that first half, would you agree? It's kind of uh, pretty much, you know, we are in control. But in the final third, we're really lackluster so far. Uh, so far in the the whole season, pretty much, kind of in, uh, you know. Uh, kind of in live play we have not really been maybe the the most clinical uh yeah um i don't agree with that i think also uh, it has a lot to do with the personnel um you know that sort of uh front six if you want to call it that the midfield and the uh front three mm-hmm. uh there's definitely been some shuffling and so you know i think uh i think for you know for precise attacking team um, or at least one that's on on you know on sync. Like you need that chemistry. So uh, I think Atlanta United is still building that. I think uh, you know Pineda is still uh, implementing his system in that you know in that sense. Even though of course he's been here uh, for half a season already, but um, you know with only one preseason under the belt. Um, and, 
you know also i think like every off season you try to uh work on some wrinkles um so i imagine there's that um it was in this particular match uh so alonso started which uh i don't think any of us expected this time last week but it was great to see him uh on the field and you know obviously most importantly cleared um i think he played a big role i think also the front three was interesting with uh lennon and wolf uh on the wings at times switching um i thought um yeah lennon um you know it's kind of hit or miss i think he's probably better uh as a right uh yeah as a right back than a actual winger uh but you know he's a classic tweener in that sense uh but i think with brooks lennon you get uh you know quickness athleticism and a good work rate um so um you know i think that certainly played a part uh in the second half but uh yeah also you know what was interesting looking at the shots uh so we had in total we had 14 shots uh eight were on frame uh meaning like yeah eight were on frame and five were blocked and so uh they didn't have, have too many inaccurate shots but i think uh yeah spacing was difficult and um I, you know i thought charlotte was pretty compact and pretty disciplined throughout the match mm-hmm. and it's also that it's like uh with guzan with the uh, um yeah the saves that he had to make i mean yeah he gets a lot of stick from some fans and i think it's kind of unwarranted a lot of times because he's a He's a guy that, yeah, shot-stopping-wise, like, he's done the job, I think, for the most part. The long range, okay, yeah, maybe he gets caught out sometimes. Um, but, you know, definitely in this sense, like, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he, like, doesn't really put a foot wrong too much. Like, right. definitely, if you, you know, because we're passing it around the back, and uh, I don't really ever feel not secure with him uh you know getting exactly. the ball at his feet uh now exactly. are his long balls always the most accurate no uh you know is he going to pass a ball to Jose martinez that's gonna like land at his foot and so he can score also no i mean he's an mls goalkeeper at this point it's uh yeah. gonna be what it's gonna be and uh the level of mm-hmm. uh you know just ability on the ball is gonna be what it is but mm-hmm. uh yeah i think He's an above average option in the league right now. But uh yeah, we're, we're yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I mean I thought uh last season he would have been at least the top five keeper, uh, you know, based on performance and generally speaking, I didn't think anybody I think anybody who uh you know knows the, the league well enough wouldn't leave him outside of top ten. You know what I mean? So I think that he is a good goalkeeper, especially for the league. And then some of those things you were talking about in terms of like um you know accurate long balls or diagonals or you know straight to the striker i mean that's stuff that like uh you know edison and allison and you know keepers at the uh, very top of europe do you know that's not necessarily a skill that you would expect from most keepers anyway so um you know at the end of the day in terms of uh especially by mls standards uh you could do a lot worse than guzan and uh you know i think the main thing for me given his age and his salary is that uh the the club have a clear clear uh succession plan in place you know but uh as long as he's as long as he's performing you know there's no reason uh i mean he should continue playing for atlanta united mm-hmm. indeed and uh yeah so yeah getting into that second half uh you know there's definitely a uh well you know we make some good moves kind of later in the half, but uh, in terms of a really good ball by Ronald Hernandez to find Brooks Lennon, 
I think this is where, well, I mean, it starts to kind of the, the tide changes a bit for sure, one would say, because the penalty happens. Basically, that ball over the top to find Lennon in space. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the penalty is called because, yeah, I mean, basically, uh, yeah, he gets there before the, uh, you know, the defender. And uh, there is that kind of shoulder-to-shoulder, uh, -shoulder, but it's that extension of that arm that pushes down Lennon that uh, makes it pretty much uh, pretty clear for me that it is a penalty. I mean, he is like pushed onto the ball in the box mm -hmm. uh charlotte fans may have uh their opinion on it but uh what do you think yeah i uh well i would say so even going back to the first half um i think that the over the top ball was the one that was on you know it's probably going to be the one uh the most likely route six yeah route of success um, but uh, yeah, you know, and uh, we saw Brooks, Len Brooks Lennon's uh, athleticism on that play. And I think that in terms of the decision, uh, the key is that he gets like the defender's wrong side. Um, you know, if, if, if uh, you know, if he's shoulder to shoulder with Lennon and he's able to see the ball out, then I don't think there's a call. But uh, Lennon, I think, beats him to the ball, um, gets just ahead of him, and going at that speed, even a nudge is gonna, you know, send him tumbling. So um yeah i think that most the vast majority of the time that penalty is given um yeah yeah so i think it's the right call yeah and uh and so yeah joseph martinez steps up to take that penalty and uh yeah there's a little bit of some kind of shithousery a little bit uh the charlotte players are trying to put off joseph martinez as one has been wont to do there uh now it's probably a little harder to do this uh, on this turf, but you have seen other players maybe scuff the uh, the spot a little bit, and that definitely that warrants some like yellow cards if that ever happens, uh, of course. But uh, nothing of that sort was happening. But they were definitely trying to put him off, like crowding him a little bit, uh, and definitely trying to intimidate. And yeah, you know, you you saw some uh, some players that uh, with some of that veteran presence. Kind of yeah. intervene right yeah yeah exactly um i think you saw that throughout the match honestly um and i think it's but yeah definitely noticed that on the penalty itself like there were a couple of players standing in front of joseph and it looked like they were making contact with the ball which is another form of shithousery but it did seem like they were maybe trying to get in his head talk to him you know throw him put him off and uh see alonzo and another lean i player kind of step in separate them you know and i think yeah it's you know for a player who just joined the team this season to kind of uh show that know-how and that uh you know really just uh leadership uh i think is pretty encouraging right and it's that you need that kind of on-field general that is a little closer to the ref a little bit as yeah you have brad guzan who's the captain who is in his goal he's not always going to be able to be in the ear of the ref and uh it's someone that's you know a little closer in the midfield that's kind of generally yeah with that it's very useful to have someone of the ilk of uh, ozzy alonso who uh thankfully yeah has like in terms of uh, was cleared to play for this obviously but uh the heart issue uh, it was revealed afterwards in the press conference that uh his heart is uh actually a little uh, large and so it is like a thing where it's almost it's almost this i, I don't want to make too much light of it but it's almost like the anti-grinch you know where 
Grinch was uh, his heart was two times too small. Well, uh, Ozzy, you know, showing a lot of heart here, and uh, definitely uh, a good thing here to uh, stand up for his teammate and Joseph Martinez. And Joseph Martinez, uh, yeah, you know, he's had this before, uh, where other players from other teams try to put him off, and he's not phased. He uh, does his customary stutter step, and he, yeah, you know, the keeper dives the same way, but is able to put it in the corner just far enough out of his reach. And it is 1-0. And mm -hmm. Joseph Martinez, he celebrates with one half of the Dragon Ball Z fusion, which, uh, yeah, exactly. Just ultimate feels here because also, of course, you have this uh, kind of coincide with the news that Miguel Miron may not be kept at Newcastle. So mm -hmm. he may not be a magpie for much longer after this season. Uh, might be moved on, and there are whispers that maybe LAFC could be interested, and they have an open DP spots. I must ask, is this something that uh, if Miguel Miron comes to MLS and does not come to Atlanta United, how would you feel? Yeah, I, I think that's uh, probably unavoidable. Um, if he comes to MLS, uh, yeah, you know, like, cause I'm wondering, like, has he made enough of an impression in Europe, uh, playing for Newcastle to where a, uh, mid-table, uh, Serie A or La Liga team would be interested. Um, but you know, we've also seen those kind of players actually come to MLS and do well, like Vela, uh, like, uh, Giovinco, obviously Insigne is on his way. Uh, so, you know. Um, and if LAFC is interested, I mean, you know, he has a young kid, uh, so LA probably wouldn't be the worst place uh, for for him to go. Uh, there's also, um, you know, I could see him being an option for some of the big Mexico teams as well. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think, uh, yeah, I could definitely see him in at least North America again. Um, it would just be something we have to live with. He's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's this too. I mean, like, uh, he could drop down into the championship if that is a level two, if he wants to stay in Europe. Uh, and if it's somewhere, maybe in La Liga, like you said, or even Bundesliga, uh, that could be. I mean, I, I think he has the talent to stay in Europe. Like, he is definitely not uh, a player that just uh, has to come right back. That would. I would feel like a little bit of a um, a step backwards for sure for him, uh, yeah. you know, to a, a large degree because I mean, how well he played here, it was like MVP territory, and so it's like right. you know, uh, it would be tail between the legs coming back, and I don't think uh, maybe that's maybe his mo, what he's gonna really want to do. He's probably gonna exhaust his options in Europe before he returns. But uh, LAFC, yeah, I mean, it's probably better than the chilly north in Newcastle. That uh, you know, that's way better probably in terms of a uh, a climate probably. Uh, but uh, back to this match, uh, yeah, you know, we basically we concede a uh, a little bit of a kind of gut punch. Definitely. Uh, a goal that uh, probably could have been avoided, but yeah, from a set piece where uh, you know they get essentially a free header and are able to put it past Guzan on a diving, um, you know, to his right, essentially. That 
Uh, I'm not really sure he could have done really too much about that. I think it's really right. on the defense to really make sure that it doesn't, uh, you know, get in and around the area uh, where, you know, they need to put off the player. They need to uh, head it away. We just were not good enough uh, on the set piece. And yeah. it is what it is. So it's 1-1. And it's 1-1 almost until the 96th minute. But uh, before that, uh, yeah, coming off, uh, you know, Sadich uh, and, yeah, Jake Mulraney comes on. Moreno also comes on. And a couple of guys that, uh, you know, also uh, Tiago Almeida, like guys that kind of contribute to this, uh, you know, ultimately a win. But, I mean... Yeah, talking through this just ridiculous uh, kind of uh, last gasp, essentially, that does happen. It is quite an outrageous ball by uh, Marcelino Moreno, who it's, I don't know, 60, 70 yards that he's able to find from some space in our half, you know, and on the left side, able to find a... Jake Mulraney in space and Jake Mulraney yeah he's dribbling he's taking on Christian Fuchs uh, their captain who probably looks visibly tired and uh, you know yeah. doesn't know probably the scouting report on Jake Mulraney that is he a right footer left footer like is he gonna you know go to the byline for a pullback uh, I mean basically for in my mind when I saw it go to Jake Mulraney he's I'm like he's going left all day He's, yeah. uh, you know, he's doing a, uh, he's doing his best impersonation of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, homeboy from uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's essentially like, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a deflection. There is uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, some fortuitous uh, in terms of the defending. It probably, uh, yeah, at that point, everyone was just dog tired and right. yeah they've been defending uh most of the match 96 minutes and jake mulrenny yeah you know he's able to find the back of the net from that deflection and yeah <laughs> we uh everyone in the stadium at least uh is gasping going crazy and yeah. uh yeah you know definitely for LA United fans, we go home happy. For Charlotte fans, that's pretty painful, I would say. But uh, I mean, would uh, would you say that we deserved this win, or you know, uh, did did Charlotte deserve something from this match? Oh, that's always a good. The deserve thing is always a good question. <laughs> I uh, well, I mean, you know, I think we had our chances throughout the game. Um, you could Charlotte fans, you know, you could argue they could definitely argue that uh, they could have also easily had a second goal, but uh, you know, if you look at the expected goals overall, it actually comes in at about two to one, one point nine nine to point nine nine. So, uh, you know, I think, yeah, I think Atlanta did just enough because yeah, at the end of the day, um, 
like you like you kind of mentioned on that last play uh i think from charlotte's defense you did see some fatigue and then it says too like with fuchs uh he would have been one-on-one -on -one with uh with brooks lennon or tyler wolf um for most of the match um so he's not you know that would have been his pretty much his first time facing up a player looking to cut in um also on the, you know i didn't see this uh at the time because you know of course i'm just watching the ball and marini but uh uh, you can clearly see on the broadcast like Joseph making that run down the middle as that diagonal goes in and uh, Joseph defenders. Yeah, exactly. And it leaves uh, Mulraney one-on-one totally one-on-one -on -one. and even though Ferguson Fuchs is a you know experienced uh, former Premier League champion defender uh, It's tough, especially uh, in the 96 minute, you know, Charlotte had been defending for a good part of the game um, And in Mercedes-Benz is a big field, you know, it's just it's it's difficult. It's difficult to defend for 90 minutes um, which is why like I always argue that you know the whole sitting back thing is not as easy as it sounds and I don't think Charlotte necessarily did that but uh, you know like Atlanta United did attempt balls over the top and I think we're also um, maybe slightly unlucky that one of those situations didn't lead to another goal so I mean you know yeah I think uh, I think at the end of the day Atlanta United deserved it because uh, you know, they had the quality in the uh, starting lineup, obviously the quality coming off the bench, um, you know, and, you know, obviously the bigger names there are Moreno and Almada, but even a player like Jake Morini, he probably starts for Charlotte right now. So, um, you know, I think that there's, you know, there's a difference in quality as well. And I think that did probably, it probably just made a difference at the end of the day. And also quite, uh, I think maybe comedic to a degree where after uh, we score all the Charlotte players, they just collapse to the ground. Oh man. Yeah. You kind of feel for them, but it's also like uh, the, the sink in sync, like just, you know, falling down to their knees. And yeah, uh, it's, uh, I ain't gonna lie. If there's a like kind of, uh, if there's a budding rivalry of any sort, we're going to be using this image. <laughs> yeah. yeah right, right uh you know and so <laughs> definitely uh-huh uh go ahead no see charlotte fans might disagree but i think this is a great start to a rivalry if this is one so yeah obviously yeah, i know uh you know chris smith did that article which i thought was uh you know i think it's good to at least have the conversation but um yeah i mean I think there was a little bit, uh, just enough edginess, uh, good competitive game. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the next one in Charlotte. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, there's definitely, there were enough uh, mass confrontations as well that, uh, yeah, well, you know, if you have that, it usually, like, if you think about the matches that we've had that in, uh, it's usually when it's a little bit more contentious. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, definitely of Red Bull, of... Yeah. Toronto, yep. Orlando, yep. and yep. yeah, those are the matches that we yeah have played some kind of pretty tough matches. Yep. So it is uh, ultimately whew, a nail biter, uh, definitely way closer than it should have been scoreline wise. Uh, we probably should have put away a lot more of those chances that we had early on in the match, but we leave our home with three points, and yeah, I mean that's uh absolutely what was needed we uh definitely sh should be putting away a team like charlotte fc with some ease especially mm -hmm. with uh just how anemic uh you know kind of most of that was uh you know i i definitely looking at their play i was just like well, i mean yeah 
like you said, they're compact, but what they were trying to do is just basically play Route 1, and it's, uh, you know, like, that will work. You can smash and grab, but, yeah, go ahead. One thing I will say, yeah, in terms of uh, how Charlotte were playing, I thought that uh, the Atlanta center backs, uh, Franco and Campbell, in this case, did well to defend in space. Uh, you know, because Atlanta did, like, you know, Atlanta's uh, positioning overall, I think, was aggressive, you know, more up the field. Uh, and so, you know, Charlotte did look to play on the counter. But for the most part, I thought uh, they were, the back line overall did a pretty good job of limiting those uh, those chances to where there weren't really too many, like, really good looks for Charlotte, if you think about it. Yeah, they, they definitely were able to see out balls that were over the top to uh, yeah, prevent them from being able to make anything of it. And so definitely, yeah, we uh, we did just enough, and uh, yeah, we went home happy. And uh, I think what's interesting here is uh, some press conference uh, talk about uh, not only well, Jake Mulroney was asked about the luck of the Irish, and yeah, he kind of like brushed that off really quickly of like, yeah, uh, he doesn't believe in that really, and also it's like a weird saying for. Uh, it's not really uh, a common thing that they uh, really believe in over there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so kind of maybe a like kind of a joke of a question there. But uh, also, uh, yeah, what's interesting is Gonzalo Pineda talking about uh, not only Almada but also uh, you know Marcelino Moreno, where he's not exactly sure where they fit like positionally into the team, but he knows that they can play at different positions. So it will be interesting to see how uh, he does definitely does implement them into the squad and where they do play going right. forward. Because Marcelino Moreno made such a big impact in this match as he has been recently coming off the bench. Uh, you know, it will be very curious to see how he is deployed. But, uh, yeah, we'll just wrap a bow on this match. And our next match is against CF Montreal. Uh, over the weekend and we will have that match preview in the rest of this episode but before that let's get into the news and uh, the first bit of news is that uh, yes our EMLS player one of our EMLS players the Brazilian Paulo Neto he became the EMLS Cup champion we are just the city of champions man we just uh, keep racking up those trophies uh, whether you believe in EMLS or not, and uh, whether you know the whole uh, gaming thing is a sport to you, well, it's a competitive uh, league, and you know everyone in the league, uh, or for the most part anyway, is involved in it. And our mm -hmm. player won, so you know we'll take those W's any way we yeah. go. So you know, I know. Uh, uh, uh -huh. Paulo Neto obviously is our, I guess, second EMLS competitor. Um, and, uh, you know, it definitely seemed like, you know, he was getting closer to uh, trophies. Um, I think he'd had a couple, like, semifinal and final losses before this. So, nice to see him uh, get over the line. And, yeah, to follow up your point about EMLS and, I guess, e-gaming in general, the last time uh, I was back home in Trinidad, um, you know, my cousin, I was hanging out with my cousin, and, and you know, at one point he put on, uh, I forget which one, but it was one of those... Uh, e-gaming competitive league things i think it was uh the racing one maybe yeah. uh, but uh either way yeah you know and you know he was kind of like telling me about like how big it was and you know how how much of an audience they had i know that they've started building like arenas specifically for these competitions yeah. so i say all that to say like it's definitely growing 
um you know i think it would be foolish for mls to ignore and i'm glad that la united um actually take it seriously enough to where it seems like they kind of scouted neto and you know uh you know kind of like because he's actually he seems really good like the results are there you know so um you know not to poke too much fun in other teams but like uh we've had mls teams like use uh an nfl player who just like really likes video games and um and that person uh didn't do well obviously because they're not a real gamer so it's uh it's it's at the end of the day like my thing is if you're gonna you know go into it at least like take it seriously at least you know try to do the best you can so i think elaine and i is doing that and yeah congratulations to neto you know i always kind of try to make it a point to see how he's doing so i'm um, glad to see you able to pick up a w here exactly and it's also yeah it represents Atlanta united well and it's also this there's a lot of eyeballs on like e-gaming and all that there are uh enormous amount of uh not only sponsorships and uh you know opportunities that i think it would be unwise of us not to do so absolutely great points uh but yeah uh moving on from that uh yes uh yeah ozzy alonzo uh of course was cleared he uh you know in terms of a uh, third party um yeah independent sports cardiologist they had pretty much uh, said that he would be available and he did play and so it is definitely uh, great great news uh, that's yeah you know it's not a lingering issue even though he did say that he did uh, kind of um, you know know about it in Seattle apparently and so you know or at least a, at a previous stop and so it is something that's uh, you know the team hopefully did do their their due diligence on in that sense and uh, mm -hmm. make sure mm -hmm. that uh, they knew about it, but uh, yeah, so thankful that that is not a very serious thing that uh, will prevent him from playing. But uh, yeah. anyway, moving on from that, Atlanta United 2, they unfortunately fell in their first match to Louisville City FC. Uh, yeah, the uh, essentially some, uh, you know, super draftees uh, made their professional de debuts, Eric Centeno and then Grant Howard. And also, uh, yeah, Nicholas Firmino also earned his club debut. Conway also played. And uh, so, yeah, definitely it's probably partially why that, you know, uh, not only he didn't make the squad, but also, yeah, uh, was nowhere to be seen in that sense of like, uh, uh, it's this, like, I think I heard some people say that uh, they were upset that maybe Dom Dwyer wasn't uh, brought on and uh, that Jake Mulroney was instead, but Jake Mulroney kind of showed them, I guess, a little bit. But uh, right, it is definitely yeah. I would it makes sense, you know. Dom Dwyer did uh, did score that uh, you know pretty good goal uh, coming on as a as a sub, and so it's like yeah, you know, I think it, it shows that we've got weapons off the bench. That's uh, exactly a good thing, and uh, yeah. Moving on from that, uh, Footy Mob, they tweeted out something that was, uh, I think, pretty apropos as well because we talked about what the Derby might be if there was some, uh, you know, uh, like a budding rivalry, if there was a name for it, for maybe all of the South in terms of uh, Nashville, in terms of Charlotte, in terms of us. Maybe we would include the Florida teams. Who knows? But uh, either way, if it were a Royal Rumble, okay. I mean, I like that. Game of Thrones was also floated out uh, by Chris Smith. Uh, Royal Rumble. Now, okay. 
this is where that footy mob tweet comes in uh and they say quote if you don't like it learn to love it quoting rick flair and they have the southern champions belt uh you know in wrestling belts it's like this like golden you know massive thing around your waist i think it's perfect i think it's something that uh in terms of royal rumble it just matches it completely and uh to be the royal rumble champion like it encompasses not only the the crown aspect you know or the king's aspect but it also encompasses a very rich history of wrestling in the south yeah i mean basically yeah the carolinas definitely have some wrestlers that are from there uh you know tennessee as well for sure but georgia i mean georgia there's a lot of uh wrestlers that are kind of based out of marietta not only like staying there but also wcw made its uh you know kind of genesis uh, from Georgia, I mean, it's definitely, it is apropos. I am all about it. Uh, if we're gonna do something like the uh, the Northwest, let's make this happen. I'm all about it. What, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I would. Now, would you know, like they have the whole Cascadia thing that includes Vancouver up there. Like, it'd be cool to have like, uh, I guess, sort of a little regional internal uh, rivalry of like three or four teams i guess um but yeah you, you know I, I i love the belt i mean you know of course we've talked about wrestling on this podcast before but uh yeah you know so like there's that nostalgia i, I just love like the idea of the championship belt like what you know the symbol of it you know and uh yeah i think it's totally appropriate for uh the southeast uh so yeah it'd be not it'd be cool if like you know there was just like a little uh mini table and at the end of the season um you know the the winner of that kept the belt for a year or whatever you know it's like have in in general i think that on a serious note that mls need to like lean into its quirks right that's something i've talked about before and i think uh yeah little regional rivalries is is great because uh you know like like we were talking about this with Chris Smith, right? Uh, you know, the fact that England's not that big, and so you know, you 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 know, road trips every game, and you know, you have the little uh, you know, the rivalries that basically everyone's close together. So you know, it's it's kind of like the the rivalries become natural. Like you hear about like the London derbies and all that. You know, those are always that's always like a bigger game in that sense. And so like if we could like replicate that in MLS. Um, I think it would be good for the league. I think it would be good for the entertainment. I think it's a, it's a way to engage the fans, right? Uh, you know, we had Charlotte fans uh, at the Benz. It was, uh, you know, it was a very cool vibe. Um, they cheered and... very loudly for their first goal in their history. And, yeah. like They look like, it looked yeah. like they had bought out and what i noticed too after the goal uh i didn't see what happened but i looked up and it looked kind of smoky and then yeah. you could see like, the, the bright orange uh shirt wearing stewards in there as well so uh, i was like oh they're probably uh doing some things they probably should not have done but uh, uh, uh <laughs> yeah, snuck some uh some smoke in there which uh yeah how do they do that yeah but i guess uh, it's it's a little more uh more easy to do that probably nowadays because they're not really like frisking too hard so it's a little bit right of but yes, please be safe out there, guys. Like that's uh, yeah, please don't, please don't do anything, guys. <laughs> now that you know that, but uh, <laughs> trying to preserve the, uh, but, the the good times here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But I mean, no, they showed out. You know, they showed out. So it was yeah. good. Like just, I think uh, any any way the league can encourage that kind of thing. Uh, you know, minus minus the breaking the rules. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Have, yes, you know, yeah, engage the fans. 
Indeed, indeed. So, anyway, we'll uh, wrap a bow on that uh, news and gets us into the match preview. It's this Saturday, and it's the 19th, 4 p.m. at the Benz against CF Montreal. And, uh, yeah, CF Montreal, they are winless in the league. But, uh, yeah, they did, bre they did beat Santos FC in the Champions League. So it seems like maybe all of their eggs are in that basket at the moment, trying to uh, you know make sure, yeah, prioritize competitions as uh, teams are want to do. But uh, yeah, in terms of you know the uh, the team wise for CF Montreal, uh, it seemed like the uh, you know the buy-in was there. Uh, you know their new head coach definitely uh, brought them uh, a little bit more solidity than uh, to my chagrin. Thierry Henry did and uh, yeah there was uh, yeah definitely you can see some chemistry in there and there definitely is going to be maybe some fireworks that will pop off uh, between Wanyama and Jose Martinez again hopefully hopefully right. not too much but uh, yeah definitely you know you, you had the little choke fest essentially, essentially that happened uh, you know and uh, some of the previous matches so definitely some contention amongst the players uh, on these two sides. We'll hopefully mm -hmm. see them behave and uh, see no red cards. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, you were about to say that. No, yeah, it's uh, it'll be curious to see if we even see Waniyama because he did not play this past weekend, but he did play versus Cruz Azul, who they're facing now in the Champions League. So um, you know, Milhailovic is another player that. Uh, yeah, play, has been playing the Champions League. Did not play this past weekend. Uh, so uh, you know they have the uh, they do have a midweek match, second leg versus Cruz Azul. So they're down one nil. So you figure they would uh, put all their eggs in that basket. But uh, it's curious to see uh, you know what they'll have left in the tank and who they'll have available for uh, the matchup with Atlanta on Saturday. Indeed, I mean yeah, there are uh, you know some key acquisitions that they brought in: Alistair Johnson, Kai Kamara. You know definitely. Uh, MLS veteran that uh, I mean yeah. I would he say is he the probably, MLS veteran. Yeah, yeah, he just he's he's been everywhere, uh, right. Besides here, and uh, <laughs> right. I mean there there has been some whispers in the past of like oh, oh guy tomorrow yeah maybe if they had signed him this past off if Atlanta United had signed him this past off season I would not have been upset at all. Yeah, exactly. Like consummate professional and a guy that knows the league clearly, uh, mm -hmm. and we'll see how much he has left to give, but. Definitely, uh, you know, in terms of uh, firepower in general, they they have uh, some guys that can really play. Now it's just a matter of how deep are they, and uh, the predictions don't really uh, favor that that uh, they will be able to maybe fight in every single competition. And so uh, they pretty much have them as high as fourth and as low as twelfth in terms of uh, MLS writers. So very fascinating <laughs> to see that. Yeah, there's a pretty big range in which uh, they think they will be able to finish. I think the average may be that uh, they may probably finish somewhere like 6th, 7th. So we'll see if right. uh, you know they will be really competitive in the league. But uh, yeah, you know, getting into the Saturday match and what we think is going to happen. Now, uh, yeah, that starting 11, in terms of getting through the lines together, uh, it might actually be this is a, probably a pretty difficult one to predict because there are uh, some 
you know, players that have performed off the bench really well, and then the guys that were in the starting 11, maybe not doing as much as we need them to. So maybe right. it's high time to make the changes and start to find our best 11. So in that sense, of course, also Miles Robinson is back from that uh, red card suspension. So right. yeah, Guzan between the sticks, but mm -hmm. who's your defensive line? So uh, I think the defensive line, so I think Robinson comes back in and then other than that, it's unchanged. So I think it's going to be Hernandez right back, Robinson in for Campbell. Uh, you know, Campbell, I think it's been holding it down, but uh, when everyone's available, I think you go with Robinson and Franco in the middle. And uh, Gutman, you know, man, he is just... Talk about consummate professional, you know, fighter, workhorse, all those cliches. Um, I love what he brings to the left back position, and yeah, I think he continues. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, brings a different element uh, to it. And also, I mean, shout out to George Bella getting his first start uh, in in Bundesliga for Armenia Bellafeld. Oh yeah, and uh, mm -hmm. against yeah Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, I know. Huge. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't get the result, but definitely uh, congrats to the homegrown and uh, good to see him be able to get those starting minutes. Uh, I agree uh, for the most part, except for, so, yeah, Robinson comes in, Franco, uh, you know, persists. It's going to be harsh on Campbell, but it is that, I mean, you know, Franco, former DP, it's like, yeah, you're not going to keep him out. Uh, now, I have Lennon coming in for Ronald Hernandez. I think... Uh, yeah, Lennon just did a little bit more when he was in the squad uh, and mm -hmm. playing. And so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's probably, uh, in terms of Ronald Hernandez, he hasn't lost his spot. But, you know, I think it's definitely one of those, like, he, uh, you know, uh, I think there needs to be a little bit of, let's see what we have here in terms of, like, the difference fully. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I could easily see Ronald Hernandez play as that right back as well. Uh, into midfields, I uh, well, I, I think we have something fairly similar. So let's uh, let's talk through it together. I mean, Alonzo, you know, is that defensive midfielder? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Hosetu for both of us as well. Uh, is Sadich part of that equation for you? No, he's not. He misses out. I think uh, Moreno comes in. I think at this point, uh, Moreno's at least got to be close to starting. And um, it's just going to be difficult to continue leaving him out, especially when we don't have uh, an Aruju. Um, you know, Ahmad is still finding his feet as well. Um, I think in a lot of ways, uh, and we saw this when he came on, right? He's like it's kind of the missing element uh you know i think with his work overall work rate um his passing certainly um and he's just somebody who can uh kind of drive the counter uh, and so i think uh yeah i have alonzo and hasetu is there is there as well kind of making up that midfield three i think uh moreno i actually think he'll play off to the left a little bit and um you know because i think from there it'll be easier for him to drive towards the middle of the field um you can look for those diagonals like he did uh on the game winner um and uh, he can combine with the winger on the left, which, uh, you know, we'll get into in a second. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, as a little tactical, you know, thing, I think that that's, uh, that's what we'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe more dual eights. Uh, I think, yeah, for me, yeah. he maybe plays a little bit more of the 10 for me. And so, uh, yeah, Hosetu maybe more on the right, Alonzo on that left. And then, uh, yeah, 
uh, in terms of the wingers, then, uh, you know, it might be pretty interesting who, uh, you know, gets the start. Who do you have? Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, Lennon actually lines up a right wing again. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, you, with him, you get the, the athleticism. Um, I think, uh, especially when he plays on the right, you're getting somebody that sh is going to stretch the field, that's going to play in crosses, uh, you know, is going to be an option for the diagonal. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, kind of Lennon kind of retains his spot. Uh, Martinez, of course, in the middle, and I think Almato will start at left wing. Um, I think that... <sighs> You know, I believe United should win this game. And I think that uh, this is maybe an opportunity to get uh, somebody like Almada some minutes. Uh, you know, maybe he plays for like an hour and then is subbed off. Uh, but especially at home, uh, you know, on the on a climate controlled, you know, easy turf kind of situation might be a perfect situation for him to kind of, uh, you know, just kind of show some of his stuff. And I think that uh, on the left wing, you know, he can kind of combine with Moreno a bit, um, you know, Amada could, you know, kind of go into the middle sometimes or, um, you know, maybe operate on the left. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that that's, uh, you know, from what we saw versus Charlotte, uh, I think Montreal will probably try to do the same thing. I, you know, I don't expect Montreal will be able to uh, hold up the resistance as much as Charlotte did, um, you know, so um, but I think that with this lineup uh, in my head, you know, it's a way to keep the pressure on them. It's a way to make them work and keep them stretched. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that very well could happen. I think, uh, yeah, very interesting options. Uh, and shout out to Lennon in terms of like finding some good balls with Joseph Martinez, uh, finding the, the service that he needs. Uh, and yeah, because there was one where, uh, yeah, Lennon, he, uh, you know, found Joseph Martinez at that near post, making that near post run that he's so good at making. And yeah, we nearly scored that second goal. Uh, it you know, through Joseph Martinez's, uh, you know, his play there, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's that it's like yeah, their keeper was definitely uh, you know making some good saves. Uh, you know, some of them directly at him. That one from Joseph Martinez definitely not like that was very very good. Uh, Joseph Martinez right. was uh, like you know almost smiling at just how good it was. They even like swapped shirts right. after the game because of yeah, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah. definitely uh, something that uh, yeah you know Lennon more of that please but uh, I think yeah he's doing that from right back for me and so for me mm -hmm. it's Jake Mulraney who uh, yeah you know he gets that game winner he also gets uh, you know that starting spot as a uh, as a reward and uh, you know him cutting in Lennon uh, you know he's out wide you know uh, giving that service from outright. Uh, it's a good little balance of, uh, you know, not only inside, outside. And, uh, so, uh, Almada also, yeah, I agree, you know, gets that start, gets, yeah, like you're saying, maybe uh, that first uh, first half, uh, maybe half an hour, and, uh, you know, maybe someone else will come in, maybe Wolf will come in, or, uh, you know, another player to spell him. But, uh, yeah, I think definitely, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, because, you know, he made his MLS debut, but didn't make a huge impact. Uh, he got on the ball a little bit, and you could see the quality, but there wasn't really much uh, to kind of go off of very much. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it will be very interesting to see if uh, he does get the start and for how long. But, mm -hmm. uh, yes, of course, Rosa Martinez up top for me as well. And so definitely a, uh, you know, very strong lineup. 
very attacking lineup. I think against a side that, uh, you know, maybe kind of more defensive because, you know, definitely of the personnel that they're going to be able to deploy with a midweek match. So it will be interesting, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see what, uh, you know, you as the viewer and listener would be thinking. So get at us in those comments below. But that gets us to the score prediction. And what do you have, Mark? Well, uh, you know, I've been leaning. Uh, I've been hinting at it. Um, I'm be I'm pretty bullish this week. Uh, so I'm going with 3-0. You know, I just... Yeah, I just don't see... I think that uh, this is the kind of game where LA United should be able to show out a, a bit. You know, like I'm just not seeing the ways in which Montreal can really... Uh, you know, it's really would be in a position to stand up to Atlanta um, in this case. You know, they've been playing midweek matches since the beginning. Uh, they've had to play Mexico teams. Like I mentioned, they're currently in a tie with Cruz Azul. And um, I just think they'll probably be reeling from that a bit. And Atlanta's getting healthy, you know. And that's what we saw versus Charlotte, I think, was the most encouraging thing. It was the grit, despite the number of absences. And, um, you know, this week we should get some of those players back. And, uh, yeah, I'm really backing Atlanta United to... Uh, to really show out in this game okay yeah i love that i'm less bullish and uh because i think you know us chopping and changing still trying to figure it out a little bit yeah there will still be some like maybe chemistry things that we're gonna try to uh work through and i think you have an exact same score line as uh this past match 2-1 it's uh yeah we we have the goods maybe uh we're still trying to find the bearings but it's enough to get all three points, and yeah, we defend the bends again, hopefully. And uh, yeah, hopefully that is the case, but yeah, let us know in the comments below what you guys think that might be as well. But that pretty much does it for the entire show, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, who's your front three or four that plays against Montreal? I think it's a very, very tough decision. And so I'm very curious to see what everybody else is thinking, because there's a lot of uh, options, a lot of possibilities, which I mean, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Not really sure, actually. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we definitely, I think, when we have everyone healthy and playing you know, in like their fit and in good form, I think we pretty much know probably who that uh, front four is going to be. But uh, at the moment, yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, uncertainty. So, yeah, who is in that front three or front four? Let us know in those comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Mark. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, no!